Welcome to Our World Plainly Seen, insights and commentary on the world around us with Dr. Frank Kaufman. Good morning. I was out this morning very, very early, and it was a gray rain. I was walking through a gray rain. It was pleasant to be out. Of course, the streets are empty. A bit of silence and a bit of just listening to the rain on the street. I put on my music and wanted something peaceful, tried to... It's always hard to think of what to pick from genres you're not familiar with. I was searching through various options, and I came across a channel called... I'm going to pronounce this inaccurately, Voces de Fe. It's in Portuguese. I really don't know the pronunciation. V-O-C-E-S, Voces, Voices, Voces de Fe. And translates into English as Voices of Faith. So it was a Christian station. Put it on. Just wanted some peace and pleasantness, nothing, nothing harsh from the many, many genres that I do listen to, a lot of them get pretty rowdy, but I didn't know this at all, what it was going to be. So it's, it's Portuguese Christian music. Here's a little of it. Remember, this is Christian music. This isn't plain old popular music. There's another one. It's beautiful music. Um, I happen to know enough from the Latin languages, Portuguese and Spanish, so that I can make out what they're saying. And also kind of happily enough, don't, don't know the languages well enough, so I, I don't have to be drowned in meaning. Usually, messagey music is rather awkward. It doesn't sing as well as just the explosion of the heart. Plus, there's languages that are far more beautiful than English, especially, to me anyway, uh, Romance languages, French and uh, Spanish, Portuguese. If you listen to it, sorry for the low-level, low-quality recording there, but it's incredibly, perfectly produced music. It's beautiful indeed. The, one of the interesting things to me as I listened is that it's utterly indistinguishable from secular music. It mimics or participates in an extant genre of maybe light pop or, I don't know, music has so many, so many rarefied genres these days, everyone has a name. But it's popular contemporary vocal pop music or... And the only solitary thing that makes it Christian at all is that 100% of the players, very likely, are strong-believing Christians that love Jesus and love their Christian life and love the faith that they serve. There's a long tradition of music coming out of the churches, long, incredible tradition. A ton of the American music came out of the churches originally and then moved out into 
the secular world, a lot of it held its own, a lot of it degenerated, sadly, once it came out of the churches. So anyway, so here you have this remarkably refined, perfectly executed, truly beautiful music that's indistinguishable from the guy in the next car listening to the exact same thing, which could be about any theme at all, usually some basically physically driven, bodily driven, probably morally compromised thing that sounds absolutely exactly like these people singing of their love of God and of Jesus. Anyway, I thought, here's a set of thoughts that came out of this walk and this music, and uh, and it's this. I thought probably anybody that's made it onto this Amazon station, Voces de Fe, Voices of Faith, uh, that are able to get music up out there in such perfect form, they're probably enormously successful. Probably a great many are far more wealthy than us. They live better, I should say, than me. Finer cars, finer houses, and they have the troubles of life. They genuinely serve their faith communities, but they're highly successful. And their music sings about the types of concepts that with God, anything is possible. With you, all things are possible. God is trust in God. And I thought the Christian message, and probably all religious messages, are basically telling us that if we follow this path of faith, we will have the all-powerful God with us and behind us, and things will go well. But the fact of the matter is that being being a Christian or being a member of any faith, literally any faith, it does not mean that things will go well. In fact, every single solitary human life, regardless of whatever association you identify for yourself, for ourselves, you could be a, a Ku Klux Klan member, one of you know the old-fashioned Southern Democrats, or you could be a BLM member, a contemporary uh, racist organization, or you could be a Methodist or an Episcopalian or Hindu. Regardless of whatever your commitments, whether you try to do good and try to bring about good or whether you live entirely selfishly, the fact of the matter is that I think that probably in every community there is an exact amount of fortune, exact amount of misfortune, an exact amount of successful people, an exact amount of unsuccessful people. I I think that life itself and how things go for members of communities match exactly each other so that the decisions we make do not affect our fortune and do not affect the spread of the community. There are Christians that are fabulously wealthy. There are bad people that are fabulously wealthy. There are good people that are utterly broken, out on the street and utterly broken. And there are, there are bad people out on the street and utterly broken. There are good people who have enormous misfortune in their lives for no seeming reason, strong Christians with, whose lives are going magnificently and suddenly great misfortune befalls them. 
There are wonderful athletes. The suddenly great misfortune befalls them. There are nasty athletes that continue to do well and, and to succeed in their careers and make lots of money and fame and fortune and, and opportunity falls them. So as I'm listening to this beautiful music, singing of the, the promises of a brighter life in Jesus and the sheer beauty of the music, the sincerity of the singers, the sincerity of the promise, I thought to myself, that's actually part of the problem of religion, why it has such a hard time. It always has a hard time is that its message is actually inaccurate. The promise of being a Christian or a Hindu or a Muslim is it can't possibly be the promise that once we make this decision and choose to live this way, uh, things go better for us. Or that if you look at Muslims, you'll find that none of them are poor, none of them are broken, none of them are out on the street. You find that if you look at Hindus, you find that all of them are honest. It's just utterly not the case. And so the religious message gets trammeled under the accusation of being either a lie, it's a promise things will go better and things didn't go better, and then there's disappointment, or a promise that people are good and then you find people are not good. It's a disappointment. And so I think that the religious message needs to indicate that there's something else that is a benefit of making that decision. That's the key. That's honestly the key. And then you come to an extremely challenging point about the religious message, and that is that God is all-powerful. Now, if God were all-powerful, he would be able to make the lives of good people good, have no troubles, and he'd be able to make the lives of bad people have all sorts of troubles, at least prevent them from being able to spread the horrible things they do. They're really good at just corrupting and destroying entire societies and nations. If So then the omnipotence of God comes into this question. If we take an honest look at the fact that the breakdown of how life goes for people is unrelated to both one's goodness and one's religious commitments, there must be something else that has to do with that decision. A, either to be good or to be religious or to be spiritual or to be self-disciplined, there must be something else that goes with that promise that is rewarding. And there must be something else about the nature of God and God's omnipotence that must be identified. Once these two things are accurately embraced and accurately taken into account, then I believe the religious message can start to really have traction and start to be kind of faithful to its message. My message until now has gone long enough. I've introduced the issues. And with that, I'll stop. I'll definitely do a second part in which I'll recommend what I think would be a more accurate and more powerful way of presenting what would be attractive about choosing to be good or choosing to be a Christian or choosing to be a New Age believer or whatever type of, of spirituality, what really is the promise there? I think that's an important thing for those who want to use their lives in a constructive way. So I'll definitely get back to what I think should be, might be a good alternative to how religions and the appeal to moral life and patriotic life have been presented to date. All right, thanks a lot for listening.